Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. Welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. It was not that long ago that we held our very first event, and with us since the inception at the Roundtable has been Dealerware, and we are so humbled to welcome to the event today Kyler Owens, who is the Chief Commercial Officer at Dealerware. Kyler, welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. A, a great honor to have you, my friend. Dealerware has a tremendous name in our industry. You're leading the way. You've got some amazing technology. I can't believe, Kyler, that we went so many years in this industry not having the tools that Dealerware provides. And, uh, you know, so important uh, what you provide to our dealers that they can use every single day. Yeah, thank you. You know, since we've entered into the into the market about six years ago, uh, it's been a huge opportunity for us to sort of up-level and upgrade uh, the way that dealers are managing fleets. And um, it's been an amazing journey to, to uh, partner with so many great folks at the OEM level and the, and the dealership and, and dealer group level. Uh, it's been a fun ride. Well, I'm watching you folks on social media. I know you've got a lot of great information to share with us today. I'm going to bring up your uh, presentation. And uh, Kyler Owens, the show is all yours. Great. Thank you so much, Ted. So um, the, the real focus today that I want to walk through is the cost of every vehicle sold. And uh, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about where uh, the dealership business has come from with inventory being um, sort of much more harder to, uh, to keep on the lot. And um, with vehicles being fairly scarce, there's some different business dynamics that, that become important. And, um, you know, having been in technology for quite a while. I've gone through um, something that I think is, is pretty interesting, which is called the marshmallow experiment, uh, the marshmallow test. Um, and I think it's a good sort of framework for us to think about how we are managing our businesses today. And, um, you know, this is for those of you that don't know, and it's a fairly, fairly well uh, known test. But uh, in 1970, Walter Mitchell um, at Stanford actually pulled in, um, there was a, a preschool. Uh, you know, daycare on the facility and pulled in a lot of those kids and started doing experiments on uh, delayed gratification and instant gratification. And so the way they set this up, and as a parent of, of small children, it's funny to think about this scenario, but, um, you know, they took four-year-old kids and they put a marshmallow in front of them and they said, you can eat this right now if you'd like, um, or if you wait for 15 minutes, I'll come back and I'll hand you another marshmallow and you'll have two. And so, you know, this notion of putting kids through that pressure test is interesting because um, when you think about instant gratification and having that right in front of you and having that marshmallow right there as a little kid, um, the temptation is always there to grab it. Um, and, you know, when you look at, at the way that those kids performed, what's interesting is they came back after that 1970 test. 40 years later, they checked in. And those that deferred gratification, through subjective measures, health, financial well-being, happiness, a lot of measurements around how their outcomes of their lives were, um, deferred gratification, those that were able to wait and sort of understand the benefit of waiting for the long-term gains, 
um, ended up by all measures sort of having a much more effective and, and better uh, life in the long run. And so I think there's an interesting parallel as we talk about where we are today. Um, prices have never been higher on used vehicles. Um, you know, the automotive industry has seen tremendous financial gains based on some of the pricing that's going away. Uh, even at the OEM level, a lot of the incentives on new vehicles have gone away because demand is so high, inventory is low. And it's an interesting dynamic as we look at, um, you know, the way that dealerships are operating. Now, certainly um, no problems with generating profit and we're all in business to do so. But I think it's interesting to start kicking around if you apply the marshmallow test approach. Um, what would happen if you didn't take that marshmallow that was right in front of you? What would happen if you decided not to sell those vehicles? And what would happen if you built those into a larger, longer term business strategy? And so, you know, interesting to think about some of the things that we're seeing in the market and the way that dealers are operating, because um, those that are keeping used inventory, older inventory in their fleets are seeing some interesting benefits. Um, so, you know, three to five additional repair orders per month are generated for every vehicle that you have, right? There's more appointments and you're taking care of those customers. Um, that is important because you have RO revenue that's being generated, but it's also highly beneficial from customer satisfaction perspective uh, and retention rates. So 97% of premium customers, 90% of mass market customers are making a decision on repair and have expectations around replacement vehicles. So, um, you know, getting into the preference of customers, getting into the lifetime value of customers because you're providing that larger service is very important. Um, customers that receive loaners over time uh, are 20% more likely to return if they've received a loaner. And those that go to purchase a vehicle are looking somewhere else. Uh, it's a 12% higher rate if they haven't received a loaner. And so you've got a lot of uh, opportunity there to look at the long-term value of that customer. And, and again, um, by providing those fleets, by providing those vehicles, you've got opportunities to meet customers and take care of them in a time when maybe you could jump into a, a quick sale of that vehicle, but instead uh, decide to build the lifetime value of that customer. Some really interesting data on top of that around EVs. Um, some interesting entrance into the marketplace of EVs coming into dealerships on two sides of this. Um, one being that EVs are going to be more of the inventory that's going to be available. And the way that people are adopting that may require little small pieces of uh, maybe a short-term rental. Maybe uh, I use this for my courtesy vehicle. While I'm bringing my vehicle in for maintenance to be able to feel comfortable getting into those vehicles. Even possibly if you have road trips that you need to take and you have to have an ICE fleet to support that, there's an opportunity there. Um, we did a JD Power survey and it was very interesting data that more than half of the customers that were bringing their vehicles in said that they would prefer to test out an EV in those courtesy fleets. And, you know, it's a dynamic that is largely moving into the market and one that I think is important. Having more fleets available of either EVs or ICE vehicles is something that consumers are starting to expect. Finally, uh, and we've seen uh, pieces of this within our customer base, we see a huge growing trend of rental at the dealership. And so the opportunity to take that vehicle and maybe not take, uh, you know, $4,000 front end gross, uh, but instead, you know, spread that out over a six or nine month fleet life cycle to be able to earn significantly more money 
through rental, subscription, or any other type of mobility program. The point being, having vehicles on the lot is critically important to the long-term engagement with the customer, the customer retention, and to the value that you're delivering um, to that customer. Because we're not looking for a one-time engagement. All of the money lies within the life cycle of this customer and the lifetime value of this customer. Leads really give you an opportunity to nail that down. Um, We also see a lot of customers that are waiting on uh, vehicles that may be ordered and haven't yet come from, from the factory. A little tongue-in-cheek on the bicycle, but you know, certainly an opportunity to keep customers happy, keep them engaged, and keep them from going somewhere else to purchase a vehicle while that's been ordered is an important aspect here. Finally, you know, as we kind of look at um, the financial impact of where you're going, there's a couple scenarios that could happen with fleets. And I think it's important to look at the financial impact of holding vehicles over time. Historically, um, you know, those vehicles have depreciated, especially new vehicles, at a pretty outpaced uh, rate, right? First year is always the worst of the depreciation curve, and you're taking a bath on the value of that vehicle, hoping that you're not going to lose money at the end. Things have changed quite a little bit. Um, so you've got inventory that's down. You've got used car prices in some cases that are higher than new car prices. And holding those vehicles, you may still be able to hold those front-end grosses, but even if it drops, the RO uh, revenue that you're uh, maintaining, the number of ROs that you're generating, the way that you're filling your service base, uh, as well as the customer retention over a long-term basis should far outweigh that one-time profit. But if they do drop, you can recover that price based on the rental and, and other aspects that we're talking about. What we see, and this is a JD Power trend that we actually had at our, our user conference this year, um, is that lease rates are diminishing, right? The drop-off of leases. And we don't see inventory. People are keeping their vehicles longer. We don't see that inventory is going to be there on the used car market. And we actually feel like it's going to be higher, in which case, even if you hold on to those vehicles, you should still hold a high amount of gross at the back end of that transaction. So the vehicle that's a high gross vehicle now, nine months from now, 12 months from now, probably still going to be a high gross vehicle. So encourage you to to really take a look at this and a, a quick nod to the the 20s reference, um, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald, it's never too late to be whoever you want to be. I think profitability is certainly uh, where you're headed. And I think this is a great opportunity to look at the marshmallow test and understand that deferred gratification of taking care of your customers, making sure that they have fleets available, testing out some new business models gives you a great opportunity to build for the future and a long-term relationship with your customer. Tyler, great job. I love the references to the uh the marshmallow test. I'm not so sure that I wouldn't have grabbed that marshmallow even today, but you're right because things are rapidly changing in our industry. And this is very timely where you're talking about holding on to some of those fleets and the reasons to do that mix, adding the EVs as well, availability. People want to be able to drive those. I loved what you said about the number of times, the lifetime value of the customer and the ROI Tyler, this is probably the first time we've seen at the roundtable some ROI, uh, you know, surrounding the fact that customers will return more likely, more often to be a repeat customer if I've got that loaner fleet available to them. So, um, you know, very, very good information there. Yeah, thank you. We've we've done some great partnering with JD Power to be able to help us deliver some really compelling data by tracking customers and understanding their behavior. So. Um, Data is undefeated. Our CEO says that all the time. I completely agree. And so tracking and measuring those things and making sure that, you know, 
not only is it the right decision to take care of your customers, but it's also absolutely the right decision if you put it on a spreadsheet and start mapping out where the revenue is generated. Um, everybody wins in a scenario where you have fleets that are operating at a dealership. And you are the leader in helping dealers with fleets and uh, and the technology, the latest technology that works around them. Uh, Kyler, if our audience wants to reach out to you, get more information on the dealerware platform and what you can do for them specifically, what's what's the best way to you know to do that? Best is is my email. It's uh, Kyler.owens at dealerware.com. Also the website, dealerware.com. Um, and, you know, if anybody's interested in, in getting engaged, we also have uh, sales at dealerware.com is a good way to get a hold of one of the many talented uh, folks on our team to have a discussion around this. Everyone, our industry has been changing. The last two and a half years have been unprecedented. Uh, dealerware has done some very innovative things and continues to look forward uh, in terms of what we can do. And uh, I love some of the strategies that you're sharing with us. I know they work and um, uh, the proof is in the pudding and the data. So uh, Kyler Owens, uh, on behalf of the Fixed Ops community, thank you so much today for being here. Ted, appreciate it. Fantastic. And thank you for having us. Kyler Owens uh, from DealerWare, a great partner to the Fixed Ops community here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable.